Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This episode of the Eurotrip is proudly sponsored by Six on Stage, your online guide to everyone who has ever taken part in the Eurovision Song Contest. With over 10,000 entries, including performers, conductors, hosts, songwriters, spokespeople and jury members, Six on Stage is your definitive guide to the people on and behind the Eurovision stage. Whether you're trying to find out how many countries Thomas Giesen has written Eurovision entries for, or desperate to know how many of Sweden's winning backing singers from 1999 did the same job for Malta in 2000, Six on Stage is the place to look. And the best part is, it's free. So next time you're watching the 2006 contest and wondering if that's a singer from A Song for Europe 2003 as one of Daz Sampson's schoolgirls, head to sixonstage.com and find out. As you know, Lassandra always said, take it away. For me, Eurovision is much more than just a job. It's part of me. Giannis, let me say, we were your first ever Eurovision interview way back in January. <laughs> I remember! So Gisli Baltarsson, Iceland's commentator, welcome to the Eurotrip. Thank you very much and thank you for the Eurotrip. I've been listening to you. Being face to face, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, your beautiful face. <laughs> I was like, But it is cute. beautiful as well, though. We were talking on the phone. Yes. Do you want to have a hug? Yes, please. Yeah, that would be great. Cornelia Jacobs, congratulations. Thank you. Give me a hug. Hi there, my name is Martin Estegal. I am the executive supervisor of the Eurovision Song Contest. You are listening to Eurotrip. Hello and welcome to the Eurotrip, the world's favourite Eurovision podcast with me, James. Me, Rob. And this week we're joined by another one of the class of Eurovision 2023. Uh, This week we are heading to, not the Czech Republic, but it is now Czechia, to chat to Patrice from Vesna. Yeah, nice to catch up with Patrice again. It's nice that obviously we've already got that relationship with Czechia and, and Vesna, given everything that we did with ESCZ earlier on in the year. So nice for you to, to chat and catch up with Patrice again. 
Yeah, it was a few weeks ago, wasn't it, that we uh, were lucky enough to co-host ESCZ in uh, Prague, and we met all of the acts there, and of course Vesna went on to win. We managed to sit down with Patrice uh, in Prague a few weeks ago. This was before they won, of course. So yeah, it was great to catch up again to find out how their life has changed since winning, what the reaction has been like, because we've seen a lot of reaction from fans, and how they are preparing to take to the stage uh, for Eurovision in May. Did you ask her whether or not she has tried anything from the Czech television canteen again? <laughs> oh, I should have really asked her about that. Yeah, what was he called again? The guy behind the counter, do you remember? Oh, what was it? Igor. Was it Igor? Something like that. We'll have to listen back. <laughs> anyway, we've got, yeah, Patrice from Vesna on the way. And also on today's episode, you'd be unsurprised to hear, going to be a lot of chat about tickets. Think of this as a bit of a therapy session for me, for James, for all of you listening, because... That was stressful, wasn't it? Yeah, tickets were very hard to come by, so we'll be chatting all about Eurovision tickets for this year. And we mustn't be too far away from an announcement of who's representing the UK at Eurovision this year. So we've got all that and more still to come. You're listening on Acast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is the Eurotrip. So at the start of today's episode, James, shall we just let out a big sigh, just a, an exhale of breath, just a, <sighs> we've done it, we've got through it, the tickets have been sold, and apparently <laughs> all of the tickets have been sold, which is very unsurprising. I think we knew that demand was going to be huge for Eurovision 2023. We're going to talk about it a bit more in detail later on, but have you calmed down now? I think we were last talking to each other a couple of hours ago after the ticket sale at the time that we're recording this. You said mm. you were going to go and get yourself some lunch. Feeling better now, are you? Yeah, just a bit. Yeah, I feel worn out. Do you feel worn out? It was a, I'm it was a stressful exhaust- process. <laughs> exhausted, honestly. I'm sure everybody listening to this is exactly the same. I mean, at the time that you're listening to this, at least hopefully you will have had a night's sleep between the ticket sale and this, if you're listening on Wednesday, the day of release. But yeah, very stressful. But before we had the stress of tickets of course last week we found out the tickets were going on sale in the first place and this is what i want to talk about because we did a lovely thing over on twitter last week so at eurotrip podcast and we were asking for people to send us their pictures of their very first trip to eurovision and we have had some lovely responses it was such a wholesome thread that we ended up with as people replied with a photo of them at their very first eurovision we included a picture of us in the initial tweet, James, me and my fiance Emma in Vienna, and you and your girlfriend Sophie in Lisbon. Indeed, indeed, yeah. We sort of dated those pictures quite a bit, given we look a, a significantly younger than, <laughs> than we are <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> I'm such a Eurovision fanboy in my picture from 2015, because I've got a Eurovision Song Contest Vienna 2015 t-shirt on. I think I've got a Swedish flag, and I'm waving two Austrian flags. Very exciting. I think that was semi two. Yeah, and mine was in the Eurovision Village in Lisbon uh, just a few hours before the Grand Final. Yeah, I was in the Village for the Grand Final, probably where I'll be this year as well. Very excited for that. Uh, So yeah, that was a few... Oh yeah, sorry, giving that away. Um, (laughs) But yeah, uh, it was a very very hot day, but a very fun day in the Village that day. 
Well, let's get to some of your replies then. And this is now a fun part of the podcast where we're going to talk about tweets that include pictures that you can't see. <laughs> anyway, Scotty got in touch. He said, uh, 2013 was my Eurovision debut. Quite a few of you said 2013 was your Eurovision debut in Malmo. Uh, he said, the first of seven. So you've been to seven Eurovisions since then. Uh, Scotty also says, remember drop crotch jeans? I don't... <laughs> I don't think I've ever worn a drop crotch jean. Have you ever worn a drop crotch jean? <laughs> well, actually, I think I've got it on good authority that you've never worn a pair of jeans ever. Is that right? This is true. Yeah. I <laughs> once tried on a pair of jeans ahead of my 12th birthday. And I just didn't find them that comfortable. And I've never gone back since. So 18 years since I last tried on a pair of jeans. Well, if you run a denim factory in Liverpool and fancy sorting Rob out with his first <laughs> pair of jeans in May, let us know. Uh, a couple more of your tweets as well. Can I shout some other people out, Rob? Because uh, I really like this one from Alice, uh, at ESC Alice underscore on Twitter, uh, saying, in 2002, uh, my mother told us that at eight years old, there's a nice thing on television tonight called Eurovision. I think you'll both like it. And then 20 years later, so that was uh, 2022, last year in Turin, uh, both Alice and her twin sister Sophie managed to head out there for their first ever edition of Eurovision. Always great when it's your first, isn't it? Oh, so nice. That was such a nice tweet. And loads of you as well. I know, James, this was the case for you. Loads of you. Lisbon was your first Eurovision. James said Lisbon was his first. I'm just picking out a few of them because loads of you said it. Hannah said her first was Lisbon. She sent us a lovely video of her dancing away to, I think, AWS, the Hungarian entry back in, in 2018, which is very funny. Tom said Lisbon was his first. Cory, who you'll hear later on today's podcast, she said that that was her first in Lisbon, as did Oliver. Honestly, there were more than I thought. I was scrolling, <laughs> hoping to see somebody else who went somewhere else. But honestly, loads in Lisbon. Uh, last one from who should we go with Simon who sent us a lovely picture of him in Malmo so we're bookending with Malmo in 2013 he said this wasn't my first trip but cameras weren't really invented in 2001 I mean they were Simon but anyway he said it wasn't really a trip because I think Simon is Danish and of course the contest in 2001 was in Copenhagen so he said 2013 was a great year starting up traveling to Eurovision when we flew on the wings of love to Malmo. Of course, it was a great trip if you think about it, Simon, because he's Danish and who won the contest in 2013? Indeed, it was Denmark. Yeah, thanks to everyone who got in touch with us. Uh, if you've got any more thoughts about anything or if you've got some memories from your first ever edition of the Eurovision Song Contest, don't hesitate to get in touch with us. We are online at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com on the email and you can read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. Now, this, of course, means it is time for the very latest news from the world of the Eurovision Song Contest, of which there's a lot you'd be unsurprised to hear. But, James, before we get to the news, you've got an apology to make to everybody listening to this. Do I? Yeah. <laughs> Do I? Really? Yeah, nothing, nothing, come, to, nothing come to mind? Uh, I know. No. Where is this going? This is a bit uh, worrying. Where is this going? So... We got a couple of messages last week after we'd recorded the podcast, and they're directed at you because yeah. 
in the news last week, you gave us all of the songs that had been selected for Eurovision. Oh, don't say I missed one out. You did, yeah. Oh no, which one? You, you didn't mention Australia. Oh, did I not? Did why would that have been? What's my excuse? Can I can I get one in? <laughs> I think I think they revealed that Voyager were representing them on a Tuesday evening. So I think they may have slipped through the cracks. I'm gonna join with I'm gonna join with you with that excuse. But it's not my excuse. Don't pull me in on this. This is <laughs> this is all you. This is this is none of my fault whatsoever. But yeah, we got a few messages. Kiriakos from Aussie Vision, he dropped me a message and said, Rob, great podcast. But honestly, James has let you all that he didn't say that. He said, <laughs> he said yeah, where was the mention of Australia? And I no, said, I don't well, wanna... <laughs> one of the first things we need to do on next week's podcast is I need to get James to apologise to everybody listening in Australia. Yeah, apologies. I don't want to upset anybody from Aussie Vision. We, we like them too much. I don't want to get on the wrong side of them. So yeah, apologies to everyone from Australia, specifically everyone from Aussie Vision. I wouldn't mess with Mike Aldale. I, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't fancy our chances. If we, end up, if we end up in a bar fight with Mike and Dale from Aussie Vision, I don't fancy our chances. <laughs> do you want to do the news then? I hope you've not forgotten anything. Hopefully it's all in here. Now, let's kick off. Unless you've been under a rock, Eurovision tickets have been on sale. Less about that now. We will chat about that very shortly. Plenty, though, has happened since last week. And disclaimer, so we don't end up in the same situation as James forgetting all about Australia. Apologies to everybody that I forget to mention here. But hopefully there isn't anyone. First up, on Wednesday last week, Mia and Dion released their song Burning Daylight for the Netherlands. That was followed on Thursday by Andrew Lambrou's entry for Cyprus, Break a Broken Heart. On Friday, Lord of the Lost were crowned the winners of the German national selection Unser Song for Liverpool with their song Blood and Glitter. Then on Saturday, Iceland, Serbia and Moldova all selected their act. Dilja will represent Iceland with, with her song Power. Luke Black will sing Samami Sespava in Liverpool for Serbia. Moldova will be represented by a familiar name to Eurovision fans. He is Pasha Parfany. He previously represented Moldova in 2012. James, going to bring you in very quickly here. I was doing a bit of research on your friend of mine, Pasha Parfany, who is, of course, as we said, returning from Moldova. Do you mm-hmm. want to know what he used to do? Do you want to know what Pasha used to do? Did he used to be a security guard at the local parish church? Yep, that's it. You've nailed... No, <laughs> no, he didn't. Uh, Pasha used to be, and I didn't realise this, he used to be the lead singer of Sunstroke Project. Uh, did he? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. Well... He used to be the... He, he was the lead singer of Sunstroke Project, and then he left the band, I think, in 2009. Ooh, that's a bit of a bad career move, isn't it? <laughs> so, ju- so just before they represented Moldova at the contest in 2010. So yeah, Pasha Parfany used to be the uh, the lead singer of Sunstroke Project. Anyway, moving on. On Tuesday, Remo Fora revealed his song Watergun, representing Switzerland. Two things on that. Watergun, weird name for a song. And the second thing... I saw someone tweet this, but I will steal it. James, isn't it a shame that Switzerland didn't have a national selection for Remo's song called Finding Remo? Ah, uh, very good. How long were you thinking of that one? Uh, not very long, because <laughs> as I said, I stole it off someone else on Twitter, but that would have been oh. very fun. 
At the time that you're listening to this, you have probably already listened to the long-awaited entry from Austria. Taya and Selena will sing Edgar Allan Poe in Liverpool. I am very excited to hear that in full. Uh, Israel's Noah Kirill will also be releasing her entry on Wednesday. That's Unicorn. And elsewhere, of course, we now have the final lineups in Portugal and Sweden. Lorene remains the huge favourite to return to Eurovision. And you can listen, of course, to us previewing the Malfest final on this week's episode of Malfest Monday, which you can find in this very podcast feed. And then, still to come, the aforementioned finals in Portugal and Sweden. And also, expect the songs to be released in Armenia, Georgia and Greece. And we're also expecting a song and an artist reveal from Azerbaijan and the United Kingdom. Very, very exciting. Yeah, I thought for a moment that you weren't actually going to say the United Kingdom and that it had already happened. Well, who knows? It may have happened before we publish on this podcast, actually. I hope not. That would be too much, surely. If it happens before <laughs> we press publish on this podcast, it means the BBC have revealed it at the same day that tickets have gone on sale. I think the fandom would implode if they did that. Yeah, I think so. Not long to go, though. Not long to go. Yeah, we'll chat about the UK again a little bit later on in the episode today. But now we're going to talk about tickets, James. I mentioned it at the top of the show there. We mentioned it earlier on. The big sale took place today. That makes it sound like some sort of car boot, doesn't it? Which would be fun. <laughs> I like the idea that Osterdahl was flogging the tickets out the back of his car in a car park in Geneva. That would be fun, wouldn't it? If anyone from the EBU is listening, by the way, we're not suggesting that's how Eurovision tickets are sold. <laughs> yeah, definitely Don't... a more legitimate process than that, as we know well, because we were, we yeah, were part of talk. that process. Keep talking. Yeah, we Keep were part talking. of that process. I'm sure, I'm sure you were part of the process as well. Were you? Were you trying to get tickets uh, on Tuesday lunchtime? Uh, Rob and I were on a call with the... Uh, with the rest of our group, I think how many devices? We might as well say we had 17 devices on the go just to try and get our hands on some tickets. And we were lucky enough. We did manage to get some tickets to the semi-final jury show, uh, semi-final one, that is, so the Monday evening. So, yeah, that gives you an idea, doesn't it, about how difficult tickets were to get a hold of. We had 17 devices and we got tickets to one show and one show alone. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It was stressful, wasn't it? I mean, I'm sure all of you listening to this will have been very familiar with the 2,000 plus people in front of you in the queue, (laughs) which we were faced with for, I would say, upwards of an hour. Didn't we work out that we were all sat on a phone call while we were buying these tickets for an hour and a half? I think was the entire duration of the phone call. I'm sure all of you listening to this, if you were buying in groups, you had your similar tactics at play. And well done to any of you who are going solo. Because I think going solo is honestly one of the funnest things that you can do when it comes to the Eurovision Song Contest. So well done if you got a ticket by yourself. And hopefully all of you got the tickets that you're after. I know lots of you listening to this didn't. But remember, there is so much for you to look forward to if you are indeed heading to Liverpool for the contest, because as we've heard already, the City Council and the organisers have announced so many events that are going on. And James, actually, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to make first mention of something that we're going to be doing during Eurovision week. Mm, Is that all you're going to say? I feel like that's enough of a tease. Just to plant the seed or are you going to go further? I'm going to go slightly further. I'm just going to give people a day and a rough time. I just want people to clear the diaries. That's all. Okay, let's go for it. What we got? Thursday afternoon. You going to tell us any more? I'm just going to tell you that we're going to do something fun on Thursday afternoon of Eurovision week. And it would be fun if some of you joined us. That's all I'm going to say. More information on the way. Don't worry about that. 
Right, there you go then. Uh, Vesna on the way, by the way. Patrice, uh, the lead singer from Vesna, still to come. But first, let's carry on the ticket chat because, Rob, you've been chatting to another Eurovision fan. Yes, a friend of the podcast. You'll have heard her before. Corey Wouters, I think. I think her surname's Corey Wouters. Is it Wouters, James? You are correct. It would be funny if that was just somebody totally different, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just definitely her. When I spoke to Corey, obviously I didn't just bizarrely ask her a surname because we've spoken before. But yeah, Corey Wouters is a Eurovision fan in the Netherlands and she has been to many a contest in the past. I say many a contest in the past. I know she was in Lisbon, mentioned earlier on, and she has also been to Rotterdam. So yes, James, when you show me two fingers, when I say many a contest, I do indeed mean two. And when I say James showed me two fingers, I didn't mean rudely. (laughs) He did literally just show me two fingers. But anyway, Corrie is from the Netherlands and she is one of the many overseas fans who are heading to Liverpool for Eurovision this year. It's bizarre not being an overseas fan at Eurovision, as I'm sure all of you were thinking when we were buying tickets earlier on. I know Bella Quist, friend of the podcast. She's another overseas fan heading to Liverpool. She's got the same show as we have, James. Bella's going to the the big show on the Monday night. That's what I'm going to be talking up all week, by the way. The big show is the Monday night. (laughs) That's the one that everyone's after. But yeah, I thought we'd catch up with Corrie, find out what it was like being an overseas Eurovision fan, preparing for Liverpool. And before we spoke, I knew that she was one of the lucky ones who had already secured some tickets, courtesy of OGAE Netherlands. So let's find out more about what happened when we caught up. Corey, welcome back to the Euro trip. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Corey, it's a big week for all Eurovision fans. Of course, we get our last few songs this week, but we have the stress of Eurovision tickets. But you do not have the stress anymore of Eurovision I tickets. Don't... Is that right? I am all set. I just need a code and a purchase and then I'm all set. Talk to us about your situation this year. Have you got one of the mythical, legendary OGAE packages? Is that what you're telling me? Yes, I do. I have one of them. I'm one of the lucky few. <laughs> so what 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 happens? Talk us through the whole process. What happens? Well, in January, every um, year, um, the OGAE of every country, they set out like an inventory asking people if they're interested in having in getting tickets. And if they are, fill in the name, fill in like a, a, a Google form and um, they'll get back to you. Um, you're, you're actually, it's sort of a ballot. It's it's sort of a lottery. Out of all the people that are interested, they um, pick the names in just randomly. They are put on a list. And when the packages are assigned, the ones that are on the list um, get to choose, like get one of those packages. And you get you, you still get um, the option of refusing it because like the, 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 maybe the costs are too high or, or you've decided not to go. And then one goes on like um, uh, the next, the next on the next list, like a, a sort of a backup list. I probably I was one of the people on the backup list because I got my message quite late in the um uh like on Saturday and they were sending out emails already on Thursday so I was out, I'd actually already given up hope and I got the message that I got one Talk us through the moment talk us through the minute that you realized that you you've got hold of one and also tell us what you've got as well Um well I was actually I just finished um my morning run 
So it was standing in my lycra <laughs> in the middle of the street, um, logging on my run. And then uh, I saw I saw an email popping up saying, congratulations. And then I was like, okay, I need to like make a decision now of what I want to get. And I wanted to get a jury show. So I've got all three jury shows. Um, send in the form, say, uh, and, the, and then like try and um, keep my composure and walk back home. <laughs> So that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> so for you, Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night, yes. that's when it's all yes. happening for you. Yes, I wanted to choose the, the jury show because I really enjoy watching the live show on a big screen with all the other fans uh, at the Euro Village or at a, at a club or a cafe, wherever. So that's that's like something that I really like to do as well. So that's why I wanted to go to the, uh, to the jury show instead of the live show. Now, of course, this does all mean that you are you're coming to Liverpool. We'll see you there. Very, very yes. exciting. <laughs> Corey, what are your plans for Liverpool other than the jury shows? I mean, are you coming with anybody? What's 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 happening with you over over Eurovision week itself? I'm going with a friend and um, we're actually I, I've seen the the plans they have in Liverpool. And I think we uh, we definitely won't be bored. There's so much to do. I think we're going to be short in short for time. Even we're staying for a week, but there's just I, I mean, there's Euro Club. There's all kinds of parties everywhere. There's um, I, I'm a I'm a fan of the Beatles, so I've got to do like some sort of pil- pilgrimage there as well. And um, uh, I think I need to sleep at some point as well. <laughs> this is my big worry of Eurovision Week. I don't quite know when any of us are going to fit in any sleep. Have you got somewhere to stay? I do. I do. I booked it in um, in August already. Conveniently, it's at the waterfront. So it's right. It's at a quarreling distance of everything. <laughs> I couldn't be more it's... jealous. Corey, when I find myself in the Euro Club at 4am and I need someone's door to knock on because I, I don't want to get on the train. It's a 12 minute walk to Euro Club. You're, you're welcome. Perfect. Well, you've said that on the podcast now. So if I turn up, you'll know why. Corey, of course, I can't have you on and not talk to you about the Netherlands and your entry for Eurovision this mm-hmm. year. How are you feeling about your chances with uh, with Mia and Dion? I think it's a really beautiful song. It's a good song. We really should not be ashamed of it. Um, I am slightly worried about its chances of qualifying, though, because it's a televote thing and uh, we're in semi one. Well, it's pretty much said it all. It's the semi of death with lots of stuff going on. And the one thing about our song, it's beautiful, but there's not a lot. Go- there's not really something to grab onto. Um, of course, it all comes down to like staging as well. Um, I'm hoping for like a 2014 uh, um, situation where the song is like pleasant, but the staging uh, really works. So that it really has to come down to that. Um, it's okay. It's not my favorite, but really should not be ashamed of it. It's a really good song. So before I say goodbye, then what is your favorite? Mm-hmm. If you're happy to be on the podcast, Finland. Cha cha. <laughs> Got my flag in. I've, I've ordered a flag. I'm doing my ding- Duolingo finish. <laughs> You're getting ready for Helsinki 2024 already. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, but I'm sure I'm going to try and vote for it as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, thank you so much for chatting. And obviously, we will catch up in Liverpool. See you in uh, a couple of months. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you aren't listening, find us on social media. Add Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Lovely to catch up with Corey again here on the podcast. Always great to chat to her, uh, isn't it? I know we chatted quite a bit um, back in 2021 when the contest was in her home country uh, in the Netherlands, of course, and great to chat to her again. Very, uh, very envious, I'm sure uh, I am and many others are of um, her ticket situation. I did mention to Corey the Thursday event that I teased earlier. She's mm-hmm. keen. She said, put no, me down good. on the list. Yeah. Wonderful. One place. Guaranteed for whatever it is. Um, <laughs> when we tell uh, her what it is, maybe she won't want to come anymore. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Uh, now we mentioned it before. The UK announcement of a song and artist shouldn't be too far away now. And uh, yeah, the rumor mill is still a spinning. Well, you've been spinning it, sir. You're the <laughs> main spinner. You're chief spin master over there. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I wondered. Yeah, I wondered if you would bring that up. Yeah, it's uh, it's caused a bit of. Bit of um, commotion, is that fair to say? My tweet the other day. Yeah, James put a tweet out at the weekend. And as a result, people have been getting in touch, seemingly thinking that we are tap music and asking kind of who is the entry and what can we do about it? And the answer is not a lot because me and James are just Eurovision fans like you listening to this. And also, I was getting, yeah, I was getting loads of DMs and emails, like personally (laughs) saying, uh, you know, I like this idea. I don't like this idea. You know, you should go and change it. I didn't even say who it was. That is the problem. Like, I've not actually said anything. So please, if you've been sending me stuff, I've been getting hate mail. I feel like a be like an influencer or a celebrity. I don't like this. Don't Are like you going to get cancelled before Eurovision? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> I've not said anything. <laughs> but, but yeah, last week on the podcast, we put our cards on the table. We said who we thought it might be. We may have had a development since then, and it might be one of those people, or it might be somebody else. But one thing's for sure, James, we won't have to wait very long. No, I can tell you who it won't be, and that is Vesna. 
There you go. It's not gonna... <laughs> <laughs> because, of course, they've already been selected to represent Czechia, as we now call them, uh, at the Eurovision Song Contest this year. They won ESCZ uh, back in, well, I was going to say January. They performed on our screens in January, and then the voting and the announcement took place at the beginning of March. Uh, and we caught up with them in Prague when we were uh, co-hosting the programme. And of course, we had to get Vesnet back on the podcast because we love chatting to them. They're doing wonders with the fans. They're getting so much of a good reaction. So we invited Patrice, the lead singer, back onto the podcast to find out how their life has changed in the last three weeks or so. So we caught up last week. We're going to find out everything that happened uh, since the results, what it was like to find out that they'd won, uh, how their life has changed a little bit, and most importantly, what their preparations are for heading to Liverpool this May. So this is what happened when I caught up with Patrice from Vesna. Patrice from Vesna, welcome to, or welcome back to the Eurotrip. How are you? I'm good. I'm feeling uh, pretty excited because today we were working on uh, some choreography and uh, last time it was the first time. So it was all very abstract and now now it's uh, slowly starting to shape uh, into more concrete things so um yeah i i feel uh, pumped up for <laughs> for the process <laughs> that is great to hear although i did look at the instagram earlier on and what time were you at the studio doing rehearsals because it looked very very early it was very early we met at 8 a.m which i know for most of the people it's fine it's already a time when um people go to work but um we are used for later hours especially when you come back from a concert you <laughs> wake up a little later so uh it was hard to get it going in the beginning but then we we made it happen <laughs> let's rewind a few more weeks because of of course the first time we met and the and the last time we spoke was at ESCZ in Prague at Czech TV uh, headquarters what are your memories of performing in the live show because I remember of course Rob and I were there we were in the tv studio and I remember watching the performance and mm. I remember I got goosebumps on my arm just all over because of yeah. how powerful the the performance actually was what are what are your memories of getting up on that stage and knowing right these are the three minutes we need yeah, to perform I, I remember my beating heart because our song does not start with any um intro like you have 10 seconds to get into the vibes it it starts straight in like <laughs> we have a click in our ear it's like four beats so i was like really focused waiting for these four beats to to uh click in my ear and uh yeah like every time i perform i just try to uh create like my my own uh bubble because uh, sometimes you can get overwhelmed with uh, small things like someone preparing the camera or whatever. So I always try to create this bubble of cozy, cozy vibes and like invite people there rather than me getting outside of uh, of my comfort zone, you know. So I was I was creating that. <laughs> <laughs> When did you and the rest of the group sort of realize that you might actually have a chance of winning ESEZ and then representing uh, Czechia at the Eurovision Song Contest? Because I remember 
We spoke to you after the rehearsal, mm-hmm. and then I think it was maybe an hour or two later you premiered the music video on YouTube, and I remember mm-hmm. seeing so many positive comments, people saying, "This is going to win." This sounds like a Eurovision winner as well. Like, yeah. were you getting a feeling yeah. then, like we're going to do Crazy. this actually? At the very beginning, um, when we saw that Marketa Irglova, she's you know really respected here in Czech Republic for winning an Oscar. So we were like, oh, no way, no way. How how could we possibly um, make this? And but then when we released the music video, we were like, oh, my God, how come so many people are watching it? Like, is there um, is there some advertisement going on in the video <laughs> or what? And then uh, and, and the people started like commenting and the numbers were going up and people started creating their own. Um, TikTok videos and and dances, makeups. We were like, wow, <laughs> just amazed because you you plan uh, things, but then fans make it happen. So so that was pretty that was pretty exciting. And I think maybe few days before the before the results, um, we were like, yeah, there there might be a chance, um, but we weren't sure like. Sometimes people comment on music videos, but we weren't sure if they are actually voting. So uh, we still felt uh, surprised, but uh, there was uh, there was part of us that was like, yeah, maybe it could happen. <laughs> so it's been like a month since that happened, or about three, mm-hmm. three to four weeks. What has life been like for the group you know there's the six of you in the group there's six of you who are going to be going to eurovision how quickly does life change like what happens the few days after you find out you've won it's it's so funny how life can change uh quickly because all of us were um doing some um some other stuff like the girls are teaching at different music schools and now we kind of have to adjust to uh, our new lifestyles, which is something we we've always dreamed of. But like, what happened with Eurovision is that uh, it brought like instant instant change, and and we're like slowly slowly running behind and trying to uh, find a new balance for for our lives, like uh, for our regime when we. Um, when we should go to sleep and how we should manage all of the rehearsals and all of the stuff that needs to be submitted. So it's a bit hectic, but um, I mean, it's it's the time of our lives. Like we will be traveling to different countries, um, meeting different cultures. And um, so we're trying to let go of uh, some things to uh, adjust to this new reality that is being created right now. You mentioned going to different countries, meeting new cultures. And that's kind of what Vesna is all about anyway, isn't it? Because there's three of you yeah. from the Czech Republic, but there's other countries represented in, in the group as well. Tell us a little bit about where you all actually come from, because you're all from different Slavic countries, yeah? Yeah. So three of us are from Czech Republic, Czechia. Even though we all live in Prague, uh, Tanita, she is uh, Bulgarian, then... Olesia, she's uh, Russian, and um, Teresa, she's from Slovakia. We all met at a conservatory where we uh, studied together. And yeah, it's been about six years that uh, we are together. 
Tanita, she she was the original member of the band, but then she um, went her own path and she also had a family life. So now she returned for, for the song, but it's it's really good to experience this together. And I know there'd been some some questions on online from from some fans about whether you'd all actually be going to Eurovision, but that's it is right. All six of you, you'll all be heading to to Liverpool. Yeah, in May, for sure. Right? I know there was like there was like this weird delay uh, when the fans were worried. Yeah, I think like there's some. Uh, behind processes where they have to go through the, the the music and the lyrics and everything so um yeah it's all happening we're we're all coming we're um now the visa process uh is taking place and and we're planning uh the travels for the pre-parties and and um yeah so so everything's happening and are you looking forward to getting out there across Europe, going to the pre-parties and, and meeting the fans? Because I think that's one of the most important things for, for an artist representing their country is meeting all the people who are going to vote for them, the people who have been commenting on the video, like getting to meet them face to face. How much are you looking yeah, yeah, forward to that? That's, that's, what I, that's what I was saying. Like, like we're running behind uh, what is actually happening. So, so it's also the same way with uh, music because now the fans um, know our song and uh, but we we will meet uh, on the pre-parties so that's something we look forward to as well because um, it's it's going to be new for us until now we um, we were only performing in Czech Republic so um, I think it's going to be a memorable experience for uh both the sides and and we already already know some fans that are uh, commenting on our Instagram stories like we know their faces and it will be really lovely to um, see them as people because like that's what music is all about the exchange of the energy and 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 yeah sharing love and and good stuff. We should talk about the song. Uh, I feel rude not to have brought up the the song yet. My Sister's <laughs> Crown, of course. We chatted about it when we spoke a few weeks ago in Prague. But for those people who didn't listen or don't know much about the song, tell us a bit more about it. Because one of the best things I think about the song is that it's got so many different elements to it, so many different languages mm -hmm. as well. And the, the inclusion of the, the Ukrainian lyrics as well were, was a conscious decision, wasn't it, to sort of show that solidarity with the people in Ukraine at the moment. Yes, for sure. We wanted the song to be really empowering and we wanted to stand up for all the people who can feel like um, underdogs sometimes in uh, different phases of their lives or different uh, scenarios of their personal lives. So we wanted to, as women, because um, I think uh, definitely in our band, it's it's a common thing to to feel empathy and to uh, support each other and to stick together in the hard times and to help each other. So we we wanted to uh, share this with um, with the world and and empower those who who feel like their freedom is being taken away. Let's try and get a little bit of sneaky information out of you about what your <laughs> what your staging is going to look like because i remember yeah. seeing it on uh, escz in the studio and even though it was a small studio you still managed to make it look really really impressive you must have 
big plans for Liverpool, yeah? Yes, we do. We do. We definitely want to stay artistic because that's um, that's our nature. Um, I I love some singers who can um, put up a show like Beyonce and and make it really epic. But um, I don't think it's our nature. Um, so we we want to be as uh, as natural and as artistic as um, possible, so that we can. It really comes from us, from the people who we are. And uh, we want to put a little bit of some uh, cultural elements there because we are uh, also representing our country and uh, all the roots that you can hear in the song, uh, the music elements that um, are coming from uh, a folk tradition. So, yeah, I I think it's going to be original. You did a very good job of not telling me anything there. I applaud you for that. <laughs> the fans keep on asking us and we're like, no, we can't say anything. It has to be a secret. And they're like, yeah, but at least a little bit. And we're like, we can't. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a very big stage. Is that nerve wracking for you? I would lie if I if I said uh, I'm we are completely chill about it. It's <laughs> gonna be the biggest stage that we have ever performed on. How does it feel as well? I'm just looking at the moment at the the, the betting odds. You know, people are trying to figure out who the favorite is to win Eurovision this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Czechia are sixth, sixth favorite to win this year. Is that wow. what? Did you know that? What kind of pressure is that like? I, I'm not looking for the information, but every time I meet someone, they're like, yes, you know, you you can win the Eurovision and, and you guys are the winners. And we're like, you know, this is not uh, helping us. Like we are, <laughs> we um, preparing everything and, uh, and you know, your the, these expectations, they're wonderful, but uh, we want to perform like... Um, as if it was uh, any other sort of concert, because sometimes when you put, uh, when the expectation is too high, then um, you screw up just because uh, you start being unnatural. So uh, we just want to leave it up to up to people. I think they're with music. It's so weird to make a competition. Music is not really about competition. It's all about sharing. So. Like we want to have that clear headspace to perform with our song. We're so so happy for people loving it. And Eurovision is one thing, but what is the most important thing is you know if if people feel empowered, if they feel supported. That was our key message, and for sure, it would be great for Czech Republic to um, to have great results. But um, it's uh, for us, the most important thing is already happening. And that is uniting and uh, and and, sh- and sharing good things through music. Sorry that I was another one of those people to bring it up then. I shouldn't have said it, should I? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're happy, of course. I mean, it's it's great to, um, to feel the support. Yeah. Patrice, it's been great to to catch up again. Thank you so much for finding the time to chat. I know you and the and the rest of the group are very busy at the moment. You've got lots of rehearsals to be getting on with. So I'm going to let you go because I'm sure you've got a lot to do. Uh, but I just want to say thanks again. I'm sure we'll catch up again. But if we don't, I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you. Like what you're hearing? 
make sure to leave us a review and a rating whenever you're listening. This is indeed the Euro trip, and James, we're coming to the end of the episode already. So nice, by the way, to hear Patrice from Vesna, because I know that me and you loved watching Vesna in the studio, didn't we? We stood at the back of the studio for the final of ESCZ, watching all the live performances, and we got goosebumps, I think, when when Vesna performed My Sister's Crown. So great to have Patrice back on the pod. I think they're going to do pretty well. I would say, in, in Liverpool. And, of course, we're going to see them perform in the big show of the week, which, as we all know now, is indeed the Monday night rehearsal for the first semi-final. That is the big show. Yeah, as you're calling it, it's the big show of the week. Who cares about the grand final or any of the televised ones? It's semi-one jury show. That's the one we all want to be building up for. <laughs> the semi-one jury show that, of course, now isn't a jury show, but kind of is a jury show. Anyway... You get the picture. But yes, this is the Euro trip. Thank you for listening. I was going to say, when we came off the back of that interview with Vesna, apologies if this is a bit of a shorter episode this week. We're still kind of trying to recover from the big ticket sale. And also, probably safe in the knowledge that me and James will be back with you again later on this week, once we do get that UK artist reveal, probably. So, mm. you know, don't think if don't think yourself shortchanged this week. <laughs> I see you're overpromising a bonus episode, even though last week we said, well, we might do a bonus episode if it happens, but it seems like he's promised it now. Well, honestly, it depends what day it is. Depends what my diary's looking like on the day that we <laughs> release who it's going to be, I would say. Anyway, is this your way of just elongating this episode by us just having a little bicker? Uh, Should we we wrap it up with a one-second song? Uh, Of course, it's the part of the episode where Rob and I, each week, take it in turns to play the very first second of a Eurovision song. And all we have to do is simply guess which song it is. Yes, indeed. Now, I knew this was going to happen. It's you to guess this week, to have a chance of closing the gap to me. Any idea what the scores (laughs) are? No idea. <laughs> Your man that made us that spreadsheet last year is going to be fuming that we're yeah, still in you, position 12 months later. You lead by about seven is. points, I think. You lead by about seven points. So um, maybe I think you're right. We'll, we'll update the scores next week. We'll add on two sets of scores for, for next week. Forgive us. It's been a busy week. <laughs> but yeah, like we say, Rob has chosen it this week. So let's do it, shall we? Let's hear for the first time this week uh, the one second song. Oh, dear. I don't like the sound of that. Well, I, maybe I do like the sound of it, but I maybe don't like do. the sound yeah, of it yeah. in terms of me remembering what it is. I thought you'd get this one. Maybe you still will. Maybe. Let's have it one more time. <sighs> do you know what? That is tough. Because in a way, I'm just going to say this just to put some cards on the table. It sounds like the common linnet, sort of, but it definitely isn't. I'm just putting, right. just laying those cards on the table. Yeah, so I'm looking for, of course, an artist, a song title a year and a country represented for the full four points. And I am a struggling, Rob. You are a struggling. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like you're not particularly close on, on getting anything here. No, it, although it sounds recent, which is the problem. Like It sounds, you know, really modern, really up to date. So I'm going to say, I'm going to try and think of a, a song that I can't remember, if, if that makes sense. How am I going right. to do How can I think? How can I remember a song that I don't know? Um, this is why I'm excited about what's about to happen if you're thinking of a song that you can't remember. Yeah, let's say it's Germany 20... I don't remember Germany 2014. Maybe I will soon, but I'm going to say that. And I can't for the life of me come up with a... Let's call her Angela. <laughs> and the song is called... Dream a promise. 
Germany 2014. Now, let's... Yeah, let's have, what let's is that? Have, yeah, oh, oh, I mean, it's it's not what you said anyway, that's for sure. It, it's not Angela. <laughs> it was uh, Eliza with Is It Right? Of course, ah, James, okay. of course. Uh, she came 18th, 39 points. Uh, James, if there is such a thing as snatching defeat from the jaws of victory, you did it very early on because you've told us what song it was and then you said it sounds like it, but it definitely isn't. Is it actually that? Is it the common language? Yes. It's yes, it not. is. Oh, it my is. goodness. The, have you not done a karaoke version again, though, have you? No, I haven't. It's the official song. It's just the is whole... It? It's it's the real version. It's the real thing. Yeah. So you do get a point because you said Germany 2014. So you, you did get the year right, actually. So you do get a point. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the common limits for the Netherlands in 2014. They came second. It's come after the storm. Here it is. Do you know what? I don't. I mustn't have heard the studio version in a very long time because it does sound different to the the live version. Oh, excuses, sure. excuses, excuses! Please, if you're listening and you agree with me that that sounds different to the live version, or Rob has chosen some sort of weird. I thought you were going to say Rob has remixed it in a way that makes it more difficult to guess. <laughs> Definitely like, sounds you, different now, I remember. Bizarre. If you think I've got time to do that, honestly. Uh, yeah, well done. Um, or not, as the case may be. Only one point for you this week, even though you knew what the song was and previously mentioned it anyway. That well, didn't go well for you at all. Never Do you want to know why I picked that song? Go on. It's honestly nothing more than I was looking for a song to calm me down after the <laughs> ticket sales. <laughs> and I Very just clever. put it on earlier. Very good. Yeah, that, I guess that has a tenuous link to this week's podcast. Well, and we had Corey on earlier, and of course, Corey's from the Netherlands. So that kind of works. It kind of works. Well, there you go. I did get one point, which we'll add to the tally and update you on the scores next week. Hopefully you got a few more points than I did. Uh, I'll be unsurprised to find out that you probably did. Uh, but thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode. I'm going to quickly wrap up now because a teaser ahead to next week's episode. Rob is about to go and do an interview with another one of the class of 2023 in just like 10 seconds. So yeah, thanks for I'm listening. supposed to be there about three minutes ago. So yeah, let's crack well, on. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you at the very latest on Monday uh, with your brand new episode of Melfest Monday to wrap up everything that happened in the grand final of Melody Festival. And then, of course, on Wednesday next week for your brand new episode of the Eurotrip. In the meantime, keep in touch with us online. We are at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and hello at EurotripPodcast.com on our email. You can read all of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com and make sure as well you subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.